0: You are listening to episode 180 of the Fitzpro podcast, and today is Pregnancy Unfiltered. We are going to go over my pregnancy from... Weeks zero essentially to 35. That is when I am recording this podcast. So, though we are in December and I have, I mean, Lord help me, I better have had uh, Baby Miller by this point. This was pre recorded. So, if you're curious about my pregnancy journey at all from a personal standpoint, a business standpoint, a physical standpoint, that's what we're going to go over today. It's like a cliff notes of my pregnancy through at least week 35. So, without further ado, let's dive in. <music> The Fitzpro podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs. Aka not your average Fitspo, and my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity, so that you too can become a Fitspro. For most personal episodes, we are going to skip sponsors and things of that sort. We're going to get right into it because these do tend to run a bit longer, and I want to respect your time. So this is going to be a reflection of sorts for me. Um, I am long-winded, so bear with me. In full transparency, like I said in the intro, this comes out a month after my due date, or nearly a month after my due date, but it was batched and recorded ahead of time, at least one month before my due date. So we're really getting through week 35 in this episode of my pregnancy. I am spilling the whole pot of unfiltered tea on my experience, my personal experience. So keep that in mind, please, as you're listening through this uh, through this episode, through each phase of pregnancy thus far. If you missed episodes 162 and 163, those were part one and two of what I called pregnancy real talk from the physical, the spiritual, the business, the logistics standpoint. We covered things like societal expectations my own expectations my personal beliefs and experiences as well as things like insurance and us not having it being self employed really all of the all of the nuances of getting pregnant and what that meant for us so go check those out if you didn't again that's episode 162 and 163 those two episodes go pretty in depth whereas this is going to be like a full recap cliff notes weeks 1 to 35 So let's go ahead and do a little recap. Weeks 1 to 14 are technically the first trimester. I have been fascinated by the process so far of pregnancy and how it has advanced and evolved the feelings in each trimester and how each kind of, you know, had their own Their own theme, which maybe that makes sense. Maybe that's why trimesters exist. Um, Today's episode is going to be weeks 1 to 45. So for a little recap of the first trimester, weeks 1 to 14 are typically the first trimester. And I felt like trash, hot garbage. I was in survival mode. I never puked besides actually having the stomach flu um, for one day, 24 hour flu. Nate and I both had it. Uh, But I was nauseous, fatigued, but not actually tired. So I didn't take a single nap in the first trimester because I couldn't. It was literally just like I was lethargic and fatigued But I wasn't actually tired enough to take a nap. I lifted maybe an average of one time per week from weeks seven to 14, or maybe 16. Seven to 16 is probably more accurate. I ate exclusively mochas, bean and cheese burritos, grapes, Sour Patch Kids, and bagels and cream cheese, and was never satisfied by any of it. I felt like food was constantly stuck in my esophagus, if that makes sense. And this wasn't something that I heard other people describe. I heard about the nausea. I heard about the hating protein and only eating carbs and having to eat every hour to keep the nausea at bay and all of those things. But I literally felt like my food was like never going down. Like it was stuck almost like I had GERD or something in the first trimester. So I was not expecting that. I also did this thing where... I took or felt the need to take really deep breaths or long, drawn-out exhales, and it annoyed the shit out of Nate and me both. It was like a reflex. I couldn't control it. I don't know. But I would just take really, really deep breaths and then, like, blow the air out, and it was super annoying. It was specific to the first trimester. I don't know what was going on. Um, My GI tract was completely off. Uh, Constipation, diarrhea, anything but normal was normal. The brain fog in the first trimester was also so real. Like I compare it to when I had COVID um, where I felt like I literally was afraid I wasn't going to be able to form a sentence and I was going to embarrass myself. Uh, at one point, I poured creamer in my water because I thought it was my coffee. I don't know. I never thought pregnancy brain was real until on more than one occasion, something like that happened. And I was like, I've never done this before. What is going on? I also had days where my watch, my polar watch, let me know that I had 3% of my daily movement. I reached 3%, 3% of my daily movement that means like i literally got up only to go pee. I watched 7 seasons of MTV's The Challenge was a complete and utter waste of a human being and planned absolutely nothing for my maternity leave, for the baby registry, for my birthing plan. It was 14 weeks that i really felt, you know, you just you you're just never going to get that back. Your body is building a whole new organ, the placenta, which is absolutely miraculous. And it generally just sucks. On a physical note, I was not a fan of the physical changes happening in pregnancy either. I was amazed by my body, absolutely. But I definitely did not enjoy the changes and I'm fully open about that. It can be both. I also felt that things happened sooner in pregnancy than I expected them to. So in the first trimester, I was already having shitty sleep. I was having to pee constantly. Uh, My rib cage was already expanding. Like in the first trimester by week 12, I had gone from a 32 or 34 double A, so smaller than an A, to a 36 C, and that was like a super comfortable fitting bra, and that was in you know, 12 weeks. So I just, I didn't expect my body to change that drastically that quickly. Um, I felt changes in my hips. I felt changes in my midsection, just a lot sooner in pregnancy than I thought I was going to. And maybe that's why I didn't enjoy it because I wasn't expecting it that early, but that is just how it was for me. So with all of that, I do consider my first trimester pretty mild. And maybe you hear all of that and you're like, oh my gosh, but I was not puking. And that was really, really lovely. So I could deal with the nausea as long as I knew like I'm not gonna vomit, so I'm fine. If everything I listed was the worst that was going to happen, I could absolutely take that. I will take it, great, awesome, I will be fatigued, I will lay on the couch, we will get through this 12 weeks and I am blessed enough to have a job that allowed me to do that. Did I enjoy it? No. Could it have been worse? Oh my goodness, yes. So that pretty much wraps up the first trimester. Then we enter the second trimester, which in my opinion should really start at week 16 as far as like the changes that actually take place. That is when I and many women that I spoke to and confided in actually started to feel different than the first trimester. It's like a transition in weeks 15 to 16 and that's really when you're like, okay, I'm no longer hot garbage Um, for most people again. Take this entire episode with a grain of salt. It's a personal experience. That's what I'm sharing. So, slowly my brain started working. Eggs started to sound good again. I didn't feel like everything was going to come back up the second that I put it in my mouth. I was pooping normally, and I had a desire to work out. I wanted to move my body, I was craving that. So, I kind of began to see the light around week 15 and 16. I would not call it bliss. Bliss for me is a bit of a strong word um, for any part of pregnancy. (laughs) Again, that's just my own personal experience. For me, bliss is not being pregnant. But yes, in comparison to the first trimester, the second trimester was starting off significantly better. Those three things were the biggest joys for me, which were wanting to lift again, enjoying and desiring food, like being able to eat a full meal, not having to eat every hour, having normal um, bowel movements and feeling like I wanted to work and gain some clarity and some momentum in my business. These were huge for me which these are normal things in my life, right? So I did feel I was getting some normalcy back in the second trimester. That is also when I started lifting pretty regularly again and quickly realized that I needed to purchase a pregnancy specific program. And so that's what I did. I would have been fine, you know, I was modifying things and I was I was changing things and drawing attention to my breath and practicing some core stuff, but I really wanted the affirmation that like I was I was prepping my body properly and I was doing what needed to be done, and I wasn't doing any harm. So week 19 was when I started actually implementing and lifting with the Mama Stay Fit program. It's a 40-week program. Yes, I started it basically halfway through. Yes, I absolutely still think it's worth it. Week 19, really like 17 to 19, is also when I started locking in and kind of getting clarity around what my maternity plan was going to be, my maternity leave, um, and that was 12 weeks working at 20%. Essentially, everything is pre created, uh, just like this podcast. Just I would be doing like one on one business communications. So, one on one client communications, uh, no calls, just Voxer or text, some email, social media. That's about it. Nothing else. And beginning to prep for that. Again, that was weeks like 17 to 19 that started happening. Another thing in the first trimester, I did not open my planner for like three months didn't do a reflection, didn't plan anything. I was like survival mode. I would also say that second trimester, so after week 19, I the nerves started to kick in around like, what is my birth plan? I need to get educated, I don't know anything, I'm feeling nervous about, you know, at this point, like, what is, what is the plan? What am I prepping for in 20 weeks from now? Uh, and I avoided taking action here a little bit until essentially the third trimester. So second trimester was really getting back into lifting and physically prepping my body while knowing like okay, I need to I need to prep Other things, my mind, my plan, I need to get educated. The second trimester into the third was also full of very intense calf cramps and muscle spasms for me. And please trust me, I know I was taking all of the magnesium, I was walking, I was mobilizing my feet, my hips, I was doing all the things, Uh, they were just a thing for me. It's just worth noting, and it was strange. I didn't expect it, but it was definitely a thing for me during pregnancy. And they continued all the way through the third trimester up until now, which is week 35. And I say now as in week 35, as in that's that's when I'm recording this. But again, Baby Miller is with us in real time. I killed my workouts from mid-May to the end of June, and then that is when the pit saga began. If you don't know what the pit saga is... Go to my Instagram at AnnieMiller.co and look at the highlight pits. So I got a staph infection from Nathaniel, a MRSA infection to be specific in my armpits. Weeks 22 to 27. Um, It wasn't terrible. It was just inconvenient. So during that time, I was feeling physically great. I really wanted to lift. The motivation was there to lift. My mind felt sharp. I had an appetite. My protein was way up. So that was a really disappointing thing for me just because... It it provided a low level of constant stress because I was avoiding taking antibiotics as long as I could. So I was trying not to sweat. I was trying to limit activity and that led to you know gaining 15 pounds uh, because I wasn't managing what I was eating very well during that time either. And it was fine. I still gained like the normal amount of weight during my pregnancy, but that was not linear whatsoever. I basically maintained my weight from weeks 27 to 40 almost. But we did reach a point with the MRSA that one of the follicles, so mine manifested in folliculitis versus like having a boil. One of them did become more like MRSA, more like a boil, more like um, a carbuncle of some kind. So we finally got me antibiotics in week 27. Uh, I wish I would have done that sooner, to be honest, because it cleared up like within 48 hours. So that was just a lot of wasted time. In weeks 22 to 27, but baby and me were good and we weren't fully sure like how to navigate that. So, you know, we have, we have grace for ourselves there. So that was July and early August, weeks 22 to 27. That was pretty much taken up by staff. Finally, I went on antibiotics, like I said, in week 27. And I was back to feeling really good in weeks 28 to 34 with... With some more armpit drama. So in that period, I decided on my birth plan. I bought three different birthing courses and we finalized our registry in the second trimester, early third trimester as well. So if you're in the first trimester or early second trimester and you feel behind or like you've lost all of your gains, you have no plan, you have no registry, breathe. You, you really do have time. You'll figure out what needs to get figured out. That early third trimester is also when, for me, the emotional side of pregnancy kicked in, so I was crying way more. Very annoying for someone who is not used to crying, aka me. I had two full-on breakdowns, like bawling my eyes out, um, where Nate just legitimately laughed at me. Because neither of us are used to that. Neither of us knew what was going on. So then I started laughing as well because I couldn't control the crying. And it was just a grand time. I was dealing with my armpit issues at the time. So after the staph infection, I also got a fungal infection off the back of the antibiotics that I used. We were trying to get Zoom care, paying money for multiple Zoom care visits, prescriptions, asking my midwife questions, finally visiting Nate's doctor. It was just a lot. And I was very overwhelmed. It was frustrating. And so, you know, it wasn't the worst case scenario, but it was very frustrating in the midst of moving and prepping for moving and finishing our house and the baby. So it warranted a breakdown. It warranted a breakdown. Mid-August through September, So after, essentially after the first staph infection and kind of in the midst of the armpit yeast infection, um, I was able to lift four days a week consistently again and like really feel good. So I actually felt my physically, my best physically in the early third trimester all the way up until week 34 or 35 that's when it it turned for me to where I was like okay I'm now uncomfortable in my body so that's where we're at right now is you know I feel I feel pregnant at week 35. Lifting the pelvic floor and breath work that I was doing as well as walking did wonders for my SI joint in my tailbone and sciatica which all caused their own issues for me in each trimester and really in the first and the second trimester mainly. Third trimester, honestly, it felt pretty good. Um, And it undoubtedly was better when I limited my sitting. So the more I worked out, the better my hips and back and, and SI joint all felt. That was a constant through the second and third trimester mainly. So just to backtrack a little bit, um, I felt like weeks 23 to 28 were where I really honed in on and felt good in my physical preparation. But again, I had mentioned that I needed that like mind and mental piece more so than physical. I generally started taking in a lot more information around fear and pain and tension and options for birthing in the late second trimester, early third trimester. Again, that's kind of when I started to make that plan in those kind of during having the staff weeks 22 to 27, you know, 23 to 28. Before week 30, I had kind of locked that in. So I bought three birthing courses, and they're the Mama Stay Fit one, pain-free birth, and Christian hypnobirthing, all very different, all offered something a bit different. Um, my goal was to take in all of my options and just gain awareness of the different paths that that birth can take, all the ways that I can prepare for the birth plan that I would like and ultimately to, to be as fluid as possible in my birthing experience because that is what I want. So I really did like in the Mama Stay Fit uh, birth prep course You list out what feelings you would like to have associated with your birth. And yes, you make a birth plan, like your ideal birth plan, of course, but you also know that that's not likely going to happen verbatim. That's very rare. And so I really liked the idea of like, what do I want to feel around my birth and how can that happen in multiple ways so really really enjoyed that if you haven't checked it out um, either just do that exercise yourself or check out the mama stay fit course um, as well as pain-free birth and christian hypnobirthing the christian hypnobirthing is something that i listened to gosh almost daily at least weeks 30 to 40 and I highly suggest it, highly, highly suggested. Even if you aren't a Christian, even if you're not a believer, check out some hypnobirthing courses because I just think that that's an amazing resource no matter what kind of birth you want to have. So weeks 30 to 35, which is where we're at now, were absolutely bombarded with packing, prepping to move, staying in a hotel, staying with family, moving in. Uh, it was absolute, utter chaos, And that is also during that time is when I had the yeast infection in my armpits due to the antibiotic I took from the first staph infection. And I say first because we got another one. I had another MRSA outbreak in the pits in weeks 33 to 35 of my pregnancy. This time resulting in actually having to cut out and lance the boil um, and do a longer run of antibiotics. So luckily by that time I had... I had gotten set up with um, Nate's actual doctor, so I had someone to go to, and that was a huge blessing through that process. It relieved so much stress for me. So, again, that was weeks 30 to 35. You know, I, I lifted probably pretty consistently through weeks 32, and then 33 to 35 was just. I mean, 25,000 steps a day moving in, doing my mobility and my breathing and my hypnobirthing at nighttime. Um, But as far as like intentionally lifting... That is starting currently or has started and is successful in week 35. So I'm really hoping at the time of this recording to be able to lift four days a week. Again, through the end of my pregnancy, my armpits are clear. I'm on my second to last day of antibiotics. And I really do just want to enjoy the last few weeks um, with baby in my belly before we get to meet him for real. So we we are in our home. I am prepping the nursery, the things are happening, and I would really just like to enjoy these last few weeks. So hopefully that will happen again. I mean, that's this is long gone. Uh, this is two months ahead of this episode right now. So you probably know more than I do. Uh, everyone's pregnancy and birthing experience is individual. And I want to just kind of end on that note again. It's the most individual thing that nearly half of the world experiences at least once. Which is so insane. It's such an interesting dichotomy to me. And yet, people, women, feel so alone in the process. And that's why I want to share these episodes like this. Something from my pregnancy might help somebody else not feel as alone. Certainly not every part, um, but I am a woman who never identified with the motherly role never wanted to be a mother i was mortified by childbirth and couldn't even conceptualize the idea of actually like having a real life baby that i was part of making and now here we are you know 5 weeks out from from doing the dang thing and it's been a freaking journey so far my values of education and efficacy have never been more clear as they have been through this experience their power over fear, the power of education and knowledge and efficacy and advocacy over fear and their power to create aligned action has never been more pertinent to me. So obviously, at week thirty-five, I can't say what my birthing experience will be. I don't. I don't get to fully choose that. Right, baby chooses that. Um, but I've definitely had baby Miller, at the point of you listening to this episode. So you've likely seen at least a snippet of my birth story on Instagram, because I do hope to share that pretty soon after uh, having the baby Which is so weird to say uh, right now at 35 weeks recording this, but I can say I am genuinely excited about it now. So I went from a lot, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety to being genuinely excited about the experience and what's to come. And just, you know, feeling blessed that I get to experience pregnancy and labor and the journey of motherhood because it's not something that I ever really saw for myself and now I do. So thank you for tuning in as always, but extra thanks to listening to episodes like this one. I will catch you in the next one. Until then, I am Annie Miller, and thank you so much for tuning into the Fitzpro podcast.